I came to St. Matthew's, I felt the sincerity of the congregation. Our life has changed in such a good way since being here, and that may sound cliche, um, but it truly has. We meet people every Sunday when you come, it's always somebody new coming in. St. Matthew's to me is a place of refuge. Coming to church has always felt safe. It's like definitely a, a place where I feel comfortable. I was led to the church because I, I felt like he was speaking to me. For me, it's definitely a place of love. And um, it's truly some great people in this church that really just want to, that really have like a heart for God and really just want to like just serve. The Holy Spirit has a way of, of sending a, a word to answer some of the questions that you might have. I've seen the impact that it not only had on my family, St. Matthew's, but also that it has in our community. I tell people, because they're seeing the difference in me, and they're saying, what, what are you doing? I'm like, me and my husband have been going to church. What church do you go to? And I say, St. Matthew's in Williamstown. And like, I'm so proud to say that I go there because it changed my life. It's home. It's, it's home. better walk with you. Father God, we ask that your blessings for everyone under the sound of my voice, Lord. Lord, everyone has their, their, their problems and the situation that you're dealing with. We ask that you minister to everyone in their situation, Lord. Father God, we ask a special blessing for the sick and the shut-in. Lord, we know that you have the final say. We ask that you heal them and give them peace of mind, Lord. Father God, we thank you for this day, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father God, we ask that, that you bless the, the, those who are, who are arriving here right now, Lord. 
Please give them safety on the road, Lord. Protect them from danger seen and unseen. And finally, Father God, we ask that you bless this music ministry as we prepare to, to praise your name, Lord. Father God, we ask you to bless the choir. We ask that you bless the musicians. Father God, we ask all these blessings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Do we have any praises in the house this morning? Do we have anybody that want to praise the yes, Lord yes, this morning? Yes, yes, yes. God's been so Hallelujah. good, so good to Glory. us this morning, man. Yes, Amen. Yes. We want to set an atmosphere of praise this morning. We want to start out by singing, I want to, I will bless the Lord at all times, despite yeah. what you're going through, money issues, health issues. We need to bless the Lord Amen. at all times. Amen. Amen. It's okay. Y'all came out to have church this morning. So you might as well join us and praise the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen. Don't be cute. Clap your hands. Stop your feet if you want to. But we come to praise the Lord this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hey. 
you praise him this morning, St. Matthews. Mel Course came to praise the Lord this morning. Amen. 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 Every praise to our God. Amen. Come on, Dan. I mean, you know every praise is to our God this morning. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.
เพื่อนเพื่อนญาติญาติมาเซย์เกินมาคิวญาติมาคิวญาติมาดิลิเวอร์เรเ
missed that one. Y'all missed it. You missed it. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed. His seed. Your children, your grandchildren begging bread. There's a payment plan. There's a promise plan. There's a power Jesus is Lord. Bless his name. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap on this Lord's day. Praise his name. Praise the name of Jesus. Magnify the name of Jesus. Exalt the name of Jesus. Glorify. Magnify. The name of Jesus, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Bless his name. You may be seated. We'll have our scriptures and prayers. Church, say now. scripture for today is found in Romans chapter 8, beginning with verse 15 through 17. That's Romans chapter 8, verse 15 through 17. If you have it, say amen. amen. Verse 15. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, 
but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be glorified together. Next scripture. Continue in Romans, chapter 8, verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is in the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to his will. And we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn from among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. Our third scripture shall be found in Romans, the ninth chapter, starting at verse 14 to verse 23. What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. For he said to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then, it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but the God that showeth mercy. For the scripture saith unto Pharaoh, even for this same purpose have I raised thee up, that I might show my power in thee, and my name might be decided throughout all the earth. Therefore, hath he mercy on whom he will have mercy, and whom he will, he hardeneth. Thou wilt say then unto me, Why doth he yet find fault? For who hath resisted his will? Nay, but, O man, who art thou that replies against God? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it? Why hast thou made me thus? Have not the potter power over the clay? of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor. Who if God willing to show his wrath and to make his power known endureth with such long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction. Finally, the last verse 
says, and that he might make known the riches of glory on the vessels of mercy which he hath afforded prepared unto glory. May God continue to bless those who richly apply his word. Amen. Great, great read. Great read. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we bow before your throne of grace. So grateful once again to see a brand new day, new mercies. Yes, great is your faithfulness. And Father, as we come before your throne of grace this morning, we confess our sins, thought, word, motive, deed, and attitude. Lord God, asking that you would forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Father, as we prepare to go into worship, Lord, we lift up your name, the name that is above every name. For at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue will confess. Jesus Christ is Lord to your glory. And Lord, as we come this morning, we lift up our pastor this morning. Thank you, Lord, for our man of God. We thank you for our pastor. We pray, Lord, that you will continue to hold him up, give him power to declare what thus saith the Lord. Feed our souls today, Lord. Transform our minds, our hearts, and our wills to be the people of God you call us to be in these last and evil days. Now, Lord, have your way in our worship service. Draw the sinner that needs to be saved, and we'll be careful to give you all the glory, the honor, and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. He 
Home-going services, I want you to listen carefully of our own Reverend Green, our lead elder, great man of faithfulness for over 30 years, and he was a major support system to pastor. He was loyal, he was faithful, and I thank God for him. It will be Thursday, the 29th. September, but it's going to be in Delaware. Now listen, he's from Bear, Delaware. The funeral will be at a funeral home in Wilmington, Delaware. And subsequent to the funeral at a funeral home will be a military service. We are sending a bus that morning, holds 47 people. Pastor Fred Jacobs will be driving. He knows the place well. It's in Wilmington. 
the buses, the, the bus will leave at eight o'clock. You got to be here before eight. And if you wish to attend this service. Now, I've been on the phone three times with his family, his lovely wife, his daughters, sons. This is what they wanted. We will have a subsequent memorial service here on October 13th, 10 o'clock Thursday morning. So we'll be saying more about that. And uh, we want to make sure that everyone is on the same wavelength with these uh, plans. Amen? Amen? If you wish to drive down there, uh, you can get uh, from this flyer uh, the, the, the place, the street, and all that. And uh, it's going to be at uh, what is it? Legacy Center Cargo, Congo Legacy Center in Wilmington, Delaware. Amen? And the burial is at 2 p.m. Delaware Veterans Memorial Cemetery, Chesapeake City Road, uh, Delaware. So we'll be seeing Bear, Delaware. We'll be seeing more about that, okay? Um, you were given a packet this morning, and that packet is uh, my comprehensive final game plan, one-stop shopping, Beginning November the 6th, all from, and classes will be from 9, 945. All the classes are mentioned. We're going to have an additional marriage class for people 19 through 40. And uh, we're going to have our mature marriage class, Deacon Tom, uh, Hopkins, downstairs in the double classroom. We'll be saying more and more. All these classes will be in effect, the periodic classes, divorce, recovery, and so forth and so on will take place. I got some great teachers. And um, so this is your packet, your keepsake. We got a calendar in this keepsake. Christmas is on a Sunday, so we have to schedule everything accordingly. Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Christmas, decorations, Christmas, Church meeting is on a Saturday from from 10 to 11, 10 to 10, uh, what is it, 9? Just look at your package. <laughs> and uh, everything is there. We even have the four quarters proposed objectives for 2023. And uh, that packet is yours so that you can uh, govern yourselves accordingly. Let me, let me stop pausing. I am a faulty preacher. Faulty. I have faults. I love the Lord. I try to be faithful. Try to be committed, but I have faults, just like you. So say amen to yourself. I don't like more than one voice here. Some people have a need to want to have a voice. Uh, it's one vision, one venue, one voice. And when you are leading thousands, you have to do strategic planning up front so everybody's on one accord. You can't do that by announcements. And you cannot afford people giving their opinions in the midst of instruction. Some of y'all think you're smarter than me, and I come to tell you, you're not. 
I love you. I appreciate you. Some of you were in the military two years. I was in seven. You pumped gas. You did a little administrative work. I did top secret work. Big difference. I didn't take any papers home either. Bottom line is, forgive me, Lord. Bottom, bottom line is that I know what I'm doing by the grace of God. Been doing this 35 years. And the Lord has been good. Amen. And I want you to understand that uh, we have a great church. We took up a great offering for stewardship. Give yourself a hand clap. And the finances will be revealed at church meeting, which is proper. It's a business meeting. And uh, I am really thankful to the Lord from where we have come from through this pandemic, where we are, where we're going. And uh, so one-stop shopping and 9 and 9.45 will be all classes and then we'll come up in the sanctuary for worship. Uh, I, the, the, uh, the youth and the children will have instruction 9 and 9.45 and then they'll go on the recreation. But the youth in grades 10 to 12 will only go over there uh, once a month. The other three, three weeks, I want them in worship. Youth churches don't work. You don't want them to lose a sense of worship with young classes. You don't want to do that. Okay. And so uh, we, we are in a great place. All materials will be reviewed by pastor. I just don't want people teaching what they want to teach. And we have discipleship, the second and fourth Sundays, led by Reverend Jackson and um, Brother Arnold and, and other teachers, Dan Spencer, other teachers who will be diligent. And Gary Tunstall is teaching the young married classes. And let me, let me, just let me throw this out there, okay. A person 19, 20, 21 getting married has nothing in common with somebody who's been married 40, 45 years. They have nothing in common. One home is paid for, kids are grown. Uh, hopefully, bills are paid off. And they have a whole different, they, they've lived together, they know each other. When you get married at a young age, you don't know each other. You're struggling with expectations. You're struggling with budgets, raising kids, blended families. You're, you're struggling with a whole lot of things that most people who have been married are not struggling with. And so we want to make sure that everyone is fed. This ain't about you. It's about the Lord. Amen. It's about the Lord. And uh, so I want to say that um, as we go along, uh, this is November 6th, all these classes will be in effect with the exception of the... Uh, uh, periodic classes, we'll be saying more about that. And I want to thank God for the faithfulness of our staff. This is not all pastor. Reverend Jackson and Deacon Armstead, Tamika Hurst, Tanya, Kellum. Takes me a little while to get that together. Uh, and and uh, Steve Jones, 
uh, and uh, Candace, and uh, of course, my heart, Alina, and Yvette, our CFO. We have a diligent, diligent staff who I interface with, and we go from there. Amen? And we would just want you to know, have this keepsake you take with you. We have, um, it is my job to oversee this ministry and to strategically plan out everything. Amen? I don't need you to agree with me. I need you to follow me. Amen? And uh, if God wanted your genius in place, he would have put you here. Even say, say amen. Say amen. Say amen. The Lord is good. want to thank our male chorus. Praise God. Thank you. So November 6th will be our launch date, and we'll be saying more and more about that. Uh, I am very, very pleased with uh, where we are and uh, what's happening. Now, when I tell you, at, the, at the, the last page of your package, look at that. There are some graces there. Let's read the graces together. It's not in there? Oh, okay. I was going to get on Alina. All right, go ahead. Read them off. Okay, I told the staff, I, ha I have nine out of ten, so. Um, let, me, let me say this to you. People always want to talk about their faith, even in the political realm, but they don't want to talk about fruit. Faith without fruit is dead. And when you look at this world, don't be fooled. The disciples in a circle with Jesus said, what are the greatest commandments? Jesus said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. And the second is equal to it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Amen? So when you hate races and hate groups and speak down to people, you are not living out faith. I don't care what the politicians are saying, they're liars. Measure the fruit and the faith. Amen? And that goes for you and I as well. If a man does not love his wife, he doesn't love himself. Uh-oh. Thou shall, yeah, love, love the Lord, then love your wife. Amen. Wives, submit to your husbands. Isn't that right? And so we preach truth here at church. I was telling the ministers this morning, listen to this. I never pursued the pastor. I had a gift of teaching. I went to college. I graduated. went to graduate school. I was interested in formulating systematic theology in my gift. 
It was God's hidden business to call me. Too many of us look in, we don't like what we see. Then we look down, we look out, we look, but we never look up. You don't have to tell God what you want. God tells you what he wants. God places you where he wants to place you. And in what capacity? It could be support systems. A a amen. could be leadership systems. The problem is we live in a world that exudes greatness, self-glory, yeah, entertainment, events. And we get caught up in trying to be great and not glorifying the God. So you got ministers, not in this church, who are seeking something God never meant for them to have. So they got to play political football to try to make it happen. And God through, God allows them to crash. Not my will, but may thine will be done. Where is it, Lord, you would have me to serve? Can I get a witness? When you set your heart on something that God didn't mean for you to have, you become depressed. You become anxious. Yeah. And so, understand that. Now, I'm pastoring thousands and, and, and you know, the whole thing is, uh, you may have a difference of opinion. God bless you. Opinions like armpits. Everybody got at least two. Some stink more than others. Let me get it all out. The bottom line is, by the grace of God, I know what I'm doing. You've never pastored before. You've never led this many people. You've never managed this many people before. Trust me, you never managed million-dollar budgets, many of you. So the fact of the matter is, is that, uh, and I, I'm faulty because Miriam, Moses' older sister, stood up and challenged Moses' authority and said, does God only speak through you? And Moses fell down and humbled himself and prayed, and God struck her with leprosy. I, I, I commend Moses because I was told to sit her butt down. But the bottom line is, you follow me as I follow Christ. I follow Christ with integrity, transparency, commitment to the systematic theology of the Bible. Not supernatural healing, not you getting rich overnight. Systematic theology, comparing scripture with scripture. Can I get a witness? So I just want to say that, and I just want to remind you that Reverend Green, I'm glad that I recognize him with a plaque and with a uh, financial blessing. I'm glad because he's going home to the Lord. He has served his purposes. Amen. And, and I want you to uh, just pray for the family. Pray for Dr. Monroe's family. Pray for uh, others who are, are, have taken their older parents in. That's a lot of work. Pray for them. Pray for their strength, fortitude, and God will bless you. Amen? Amen? So we have clarity on November the 6th, right? You may come to any of these classes, bring your children, bring your young, uh, you know, bring your youth, 
and we have special classes for young adults, and we'll be saying more about that. But this is one-stop shopping. What is one-stop shopping? I can go to ShopRite and get anything I need. You go to a corner store, they may, may not have it. Can I get a witness? You go to a corner church, they may not have it. We have one-stop shopping here. Amen? Church, amen. What a mighty God we serve. Now, we have one additional uh, announcement, and we'll come right back to you. Good morning, St. Matthews. This is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Today's announcements are as follows. Get ready for our one-stop shopping. We have brand new Sunday format consisting of two components, classes and worship. 9 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. beginning Sunday, November 6th, so mark your calendars. We invite you and your entire family to our church on Sunday mornings. We have a perfect fellowship to fit your spiritual and emotional needs. Classes will begin promptly at 9 a.m. We have classes for all ages, including children, grades K through 6, youth, grades 7 through 12, marriage, women's Bible study, mighty men, grief share, and so much more. We have a new worship time at 10 a.m. on November 6th. So as adults are in worship, our youth and children will be in their own format filled with recreational activities in our beautiful Family Life Center. Targeted spiritual lesson plans will focus on the Lord, the life, and liberty. Discussions and lessons on real-life issues. To register, visit our St. Matthew's Facebook page or for your convenience today, you can register in the main lobby. We look forward to seeing you. This concludes today's general announcements. Okay. So November 6th, get them brats out of bed. I mean your children. And bring them to church in the name of Jesus. And let them sit under the word of God, the Lord, the liberty, and life. We're going to teach about life. Decision-making, education, importance of right relationships, so forth and so on. So we are excited about Jesus the Christ. I mentioned staff, and I didn't mention my lovely wife's name, who's our chief administrator, Sister Gordon. And I want to thank God. She, she has the gift of wisdom. She's a wise, wise woman. Amen. Praise the Lord, and I thank God for her wisdom has helped me. Praise God. And uh, so uh, she, she responds with love, kindness, consideration. I'm reactive. Praise the Lord. Love the Lord, and uh, we are thankful again. Thank you for your stewardship giving. Give yourself a hand clap. Thank you so much. Every penny is accounted for and will be properly reported, all fixtures, all objectives, and uh, I'm thankful. Now, I'm going to say this last, and some of y'all need to take this one home. I've not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. I lead this church with integrity and transparency because I want my children blessed. Did y'all get that? You can't hook and crook. Oh, Lord. And think God going to bless your family. That ain't happening. 
You need to read the Bible. Fact of the matter is, is that uh, God overwhelms us with his presence, power, and peace. Now, we're not perfect. I told you, I'm faulty. I'm faulty. And, but uh, I'm getting a little better. Praise the Lord. God is good. And uh, I don't like people challenging my vision, my venue, my voice. I don't like people challenging that. Uh, I, I, you know, I, uh, I, I want us to live out the word of God. Trust me. Obey them that had the rule over you, for they watch for your souls. I have yet to see anybody bless who went up against a man of God. I've never seen it. Never seen it. It's not happening. Touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Amen? And when I mess up, God deals with me. Love your wives. You can't be in here tricking and messing up. It's tight. But it's right. Love your families. Love your children. Amen. Love your church. And God is good. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Now it's offering time. And God loves a cheerful giver. If you have a stewardship envelope, they should be in the back of the pew. If you wish to do another one, that's God bless you. And bring in your tithes and offerings on the first day of the week, which is Sunday. And as you come and give God, God will give back, pressed down, running over. Isn't he faithful? He's faithful. And our male chorus will sing. Church, say amen. All right.
Church, say amen. amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Thank you for your faithfulness of giving, your presence, and your prayers. Let's stand for offertory. All things come of thee, O Lord. so much. Pastor Gordon, thank you. Thank you for your transparency. Amen. Thank you for your word. Hallelujah. It helped me through uh, some hard times, God. Yes, I, Lord. Hallelujah. When I left, when I lost my mom and I didn't think I had nowhere to go and I was poet. Lord just uh, gave me his word and kept me through that, you know, and I thank him for uh, his grace and his mercy. Thank you, Lord. Yes. He's a good God. He's a mighty God. He's a strong God. <laughs> thank you for everything that he's done for me. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. You like that, Chris? Yeah. 
Father, we thank you, praise you, and exalt you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Forgive us of our sins, sanctify us, convict, convince, if need be, convert. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Great job, Sandy. Amen. Praise God. And the male chorus and our musicians. Lena must have fixed breakfast this morning. <laughs> praise the Lord. Truly, God is an awesome, awesome God. Isn't the Lord good? Yeah. My sermon this morning, we begin today a new series on faithfulness. Faithfulness. All of your faithfulness 
is a result of God's favor. Don't think too highly of yourself. All destinies are predetermined. Mm. God has designed, determined, directed all things. By his secret will, Bolima. And uh, what was read in your hearing this morning from Romans? Romans is one of my favorite books written by the Apostle Paul. That uh, we are living in the advent of the Spirit. Jesus said it's expedient in John 16 that I go away. If I go not away, the Spirit will not come. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin because I'm going away of righteousness because I'm going back to my father and of amen and, and, and the spirit in his continuance Lord have mercy because the prince of this world has already been judged in this advent of the spirit God has predetermined everything. Your destiny, your duration, how long you're going to be here, how long I'm going to be here. Jesus has the keys to death, hell, and the grave. Yeah. And the Spirit will not speak of himself, but he will exalt Jesus. And the reason we know all things are working together for the good is because the Spirit is the will of God, and he prays according to the will of God. And because he prays, everything going to work out for the born-again believer. This advent of the Spirit says that uh, from Romans 9 and from Romans 8 that uh, those who have the Spirit of God, those who are led by the Spirit of God, belong to Him. So, God has graced us with favor. Yeah. If I ever got up here and took credit for anything in my life, I'm a liar and the truth ain't in me. As messed up and faulty as I am, I've been favored by God. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor has rewarded us according to our iniquities. 
but he's been good. And the danger of going your own way when God has proven his goodness is that at some juncture, God got to bring you down. So, what the Spirit of God does in his predetermination, Ephesians chapter 1, uh, he has forgiven all of our sins. He has placed us in the heavenlies. We are seated, rested in heavenly places in Christ. And when we die, go home, be with the Lord, the Bible calls it sleep. We're going to be with him immediately. To be is to be. There's no sleeping in the grave. There's no, 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 no. We, we are, moment we leave here, we're with him. Reverend Green has graduated to glory. Do I have a witness? And so when we look at this matter of faithfulness, God has favored us to be faithful. In our submission of humility, in our service, and in our personal sacrifices. That's what faithfulness is all about. Faithfulness is going to cost you something. Can I get a witness? We're faithful in our time, talents, and treasures. We're faithful. To Almighty God. And, and, and what God wants us to know systematically as you compare scripture with scripture, which is the hermeneutical law of interpretation, principles in the Old Testament are principles in the New Testament. Contexts are different, but principles are the same. Do I have a witness? And, and so one of the things that we're going to concentrate on this morning about faithfulness is that God is faithful. Let me, let me stop, pause, and part. God is faithful in election. You didn't choose him, he chose you. He's faithful in his love. He's faithful in his promises. He's faithful in his praise. He's faithful in his provisions. He's faithful. You and I don't deserve what we have. I know some of us think we do. Some of us think we great. You got a long fall. God is faithful. And when we look at Abraham, the patriarch, patriarch is fathers of the faith. Job was a patriarch. Abraham was a patriarch. When we look at the patriarch, Abraham, we see in Abraham principles that are powerful in our learning, leaning, and being liberated. Yeah. You and I don't overcome everything at once. Progressive sanctification. Isn't that right? Progressively, we get better. Progressively, we're more like Jesus. And uh, when we look at the life of Abraham, we see that Abraham learned, leaned, and became liberated by knowing God in different ways. Are y'all with me? Yeah. 
Genesis 11 and 12, Abraham came to know God as El Shaddai, the Almighty, big-breasted one, the God of glory according to Acts chapter 7. Acts 7 says the God of glory spoke to Abraham. Now, I don't know what he gave, whether he gave him a vision or a voice or whatever. We have theophanies in the Old Testament where God poses himself as a man. We, we don't know how he spoke, but he came to know El Shaddai. But just knowing one part of God is not good enough. In chapters 13 to 21, he, he, he knew God as El Elyon, the most high God, one God, ruler of heaven and earth. Yeah. Chapter 22 to 25, he became to know God, Lord have mercy, as Jehovah Jireh, the one who provided himself as a sacrifice. Do I have a witness? And so one of the things that we pull out of Genesis, and the same thing applies to Moses. I'm not going into Moses, but Moses didn't seek God. Moses departed because he was wanted for murder. Yeah. Moses depended on God on Mount Sinai when God told him to move off, take off his shoes. You're standing on holy ground. And then Moses helped deliver Israel through the Red Sea. There's going to be conflict in your lives. In this world, you will have tribulations. But be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. Are y'all with me this morning? Stop listening to your social media and the lies of this world that says events, entertainment, and all that stuff, social media is going to make you happy. No, it won't. It's, in, it's influencing you not to deny God, listen totally, but be defeated by not promoting God. I don't need God. I got my cell phone. I don't need God. I got a good job. I'm making a lot of money. I, uh, And, and the church is in the world, and the world's in the church. Pastor will be talking about that. But understand that uh, God is working behind the scenes. The hidden things, Deuteronomy 2020, belong to the Lord. The revealed things belong to you. Isn't that right? With the patriarch Abraham, and I can personally relate, In Genesis 12 and 13, or 11 and 12, excuse me, God, El Shaddai, comes to Abraham in a vision, in a voice, and says, Abraham, get out. 
there, there is departure. One of the first things that God does to saints is tell them to depart. Depart your comfort zones. All of them are not from God. Depart your carnality. Depart your compromises. Depart your complaining. You know, after 35 years of marriage, I'm, I'm trying not to complain but compliment. Some, sometimes that's hard, isn't it? How, how that work out? Day by day. Build up, don't tear down. Forgive, don't hold hostage. I'm preaching to somebody up in here. Your attitude is going to cost you blessings. Abraham, get up, get out, and go. Now, now let me stop pausing part and give you, let me go back to Romans and, and, and reinforce some systematic theology. Abraham didn't go to God. God came to Abraham. God comes to you. Mm. You know why we can't hear God? Because we don't like what he's saying. Come on, come on, come on. We don't like we don't like what God is saying. Depart, get out of the ur of the Chaldees. Las Vegas. Fun city, sin city, that which makes you feel good. Lord, have mercy. Hmm. Years ago, I spoke against sorority and fraternities. Unfortunately, no, no, let me, let me back up. Because too many of the sororities and fraternities was competing with the Lord. Jesus is first. He's first. You pay dues to your sorority, but don't put no money in church. Something wrong with that, Doc. Let me get off of that. I was against rap music because it was gangster rap. Calling people hoes and cussing and all that. And church folk was grabbing it. That's not righteousness. Lord have mercy. So I may have been extreme. I was. I was extreme. I was Christ-centered. You get married, kill your friends, your family, your, 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 your associations. Your mate is first. That's, that's Bible. And, 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 and the kids are not being raised with the same values we were raised with. And, you know, everything about the young people today is not bad, but we were raised with values. Respect. Restraint. Responsibility. A sense of responsibility. Yeah. And, and so, 
When Abraham was told to depart, God says, this is costly to you because you are enjoying yourself in the earth. There are things God wants you to leave that is enjoyable to you. I'm Al Shaddai, the big-breasted one. God Almighty, the God of glory. God came to Abraham, chapters 11 and 12, and said, get up, get out. And, 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 and I want to matriculate this on as most of you know this, this preaching of mine. Abraham left, but he didn't follow God. He left with too many people. Went to a place called Haran in the Hebrew. It means place of delay. He got delayed from where God wanted him to go. 15 years of his life. So God said, let me get this boy's attention. Listen. He allowed his father, Terah, to die. That would move him to where God wanted him to be. Lord, help me. Now, I don't mean God kills people in your family when we don't obey him. But for Abraham, God had to move him to Shechem, shoulder strength, mora, instruction. And what evidence that Abraham had that he was in the will of God is three things. He called upon the name of the Lord, he sacrificed an offering, and he built a tent. Yeah. That there are things that God wants us to depart from. Yeah. And we've already sanctioned, ain't nothing wrong with it. Ain't nothing wrong with me. If you save, you ought to be serving. You ought to be sacrificially given. Not just giving your opinion about everything. I think the pastor got a good plan, but I found something in it that I don't like. God bless you. You don't know all the histories. You don't see everything. Do I have a witness? And God don't make conference calls. I listen to members. Well, God speaks to me. Yeah, he speaks to you about yourself. God don't speak to you about everybody else. He's a personal savior. God didn't call you to critique everything. And when you don't agree with it, something's wrong. No, you better be careful. That Abraham had to depart. I had to depart from the world. Pornography. Yeah. I had to depart from getting high. I had to depart from being in the world. I had to depart from that stuff. Now, I can do it by myself. God gave me strength. In my struggles, can I get a witness? Yeah. To depart. And sometimes it takes years to depart. But you better be on a departure train. Departing from your own will, departing from your own sense of reality. You, you, depart. Come out from among them. Say if the Lord, what does the Bible say? What would Jesus do? Do I have a witness? If Jesus came to St. Matthew this morning and sat in the back, 
would he feel that he was in a true church? And the reason he would is because his name is constantly exalted. Mm. Departure. What is it that God is telling you to depart from? Your own reasoning? Your sense of happiness? Just that word departure. God came to Moses, told him to depart. God came to David, told him to depart. That's a realism about walking with God. Take off your dirty clothes. Take off that dirty vessel. Depart. You may have to depart from family and friends. Depart. But secondly, in Genesis 13 all the way up to 21, we see Abraham saw God as El Elyon, the most high God, ruler of heaven and earth. You got to know he's the ruler. You, you got to know he's got the last say so. You got to know he's able to do far exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think to the only wise God, our Savior. So in chapter 13, there's conflict. God allows a famine all over the world to test the authenticity, Sister Arnold, of where God told Abraham to go. When God's telling you to go somewhere, don't think it's without conflict. Don't think the will of God is without conflict. There are people in this church that have taken their older parents in. That's a lot of work. Struggle. They didn't see that. But God honors what you're doing. And in your sacrifice, in your service, in your submission to his will, you're going to be blessed. And your parents are blessed to have people like you. Are y'all getting this? There are things about God's will that he does not forecast. He does not give you an idea of what's going to happen. And let me tell you why God does that. Let me tell you why God doesn't tell us the future. Because without grace, we would perish. Grace shows up when you need it. I'm preaching to somebody. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Every time a loved one goes home, every time you're burdened down, every time you feel like throwing a towel in, God sends grace. And the grace is there. To keep you from falling. To keep you encouraged, engaged, and exalting him. Do I have a witness? Oh, this thing is tight. It's all grace. 
Do I have a witness? It's all grace. I don't have no success story. Yeah. I'm a sinner saved by grace. But for the grace of God. I have a needle in my arm, but for the grace of God, I... I, I, I would have died of AIDS, but for the grace of God, I would have been on a street begging bread, but for the grace. Won't you sit here thinking it's you? Our righteousness stinks. El Elyon. So there was a famine all over the world, but there was a lot of bread in Egypt. Egypt is the world controlled by Pharaoh who is Satan. And the compromises we make to get bread is that we leave the will of God and we go to the kingdom of Satan to get nourishment. Mm, Lord. So, so Abraham took his wife Sarah. They went into a they went into Egypt, chapter 13. Y'all with me? And the first thing he did, he had to start lying. Don't start lying because you got to keep lying. And when you lie so much, you forget the lies you done told. So Pharaoh saw Sarah, Sarah, Sarah and by the way, Sarah was the most beautiful woman in the Bible. The most beautiful. Yeah, the, the most. Not Ruth, not Hannah, not, yeah, not even married Mother G. Sarah was a beautiful, beautiful woman. So Pharaoh said, well, who is that? So here go Abraham. If anybody asks you who you are, I'll tell you, you my sister. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't lie. When you got to start lying, you're out of the will of God. Do I have a witness? So, so, so Abraham was fearful that Pharaoh was going to take his wife, and God gave Pharaoh a bad dream. Don't you touch them. I am ruler of heaven and earth. I will kill you. And so uh, Pharaoh got angry with Abraham and said, why didn't you tell me the truth? I had a bad dream, that beautiful. It's chapter 13. We compromise because some of us just want to be rich. We want to be famous. We want to be great. We want to compromise the ethics of God to get what we want. No, I'm going to preach that. I've been with one woman 35 years. I think one, right? <laughs> it hasn't been easy. I'm transparent because I want you to grow. Do, do I have a witness? There was conflict. Come on now. There had to be a continuance, commitment. Come on now. And, and God works it all out, doesn't he? Don't y'all start leaving now. So, in chapter 14 of Genesis, 
five bands of thieves come and take Abraham's family. One of them was Lot. And even when your family becomes fractured, God says, I'm El Elyon, the most high God, ruler of heaven and earth. Ah, I'm in total control. Even when you're out of control, I'm in control. I maintain control. I govern control. I preach control. Can I get a witness? That, that is, child of God, that, 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 that the fabric of my life has been under the, the control of the Holy Spirit, not me. When my family became fractured, God says, I'm here. I got it. And families will become fractured. Can I get a witness? When families forsake the Lord, you just pray. God says, I got it. He's ruler of heaven and earth. I had loved ones strung out on drugs, and I, I'm scared of drugs. I, you know, I go to doctors, they give me painkillers. I, I typically don't take them, don't take them all, whatever, whatever. Some of y'all just keep popping. I'm scared. I'm scared. I was always scared. And in fact, I watched loved ones who would come in their parents' house and the parents made them sit in the chair at the door and not move because they would steal and they would go out and lie to their friends. Your mother told me, my mother told me to ask you for $15. Now, you know your mother ain't asking you to go down the street and tell no neighbor to give him $15. Do I have a witness? When your family members become fractured, God moves in. He's faithful. He's faithful. Now, being a biblical-based preacher, and I, I don't make no apologies for this, the Bible is against homosexuality, lesbianism, same-sex marriages and all that, abortion and all that, but listen, God does not want us to mistreat people. He does not want us to be uh, uh, evil. He does not want us, amen, to criticize people. He wants us to pray for them. And you got folk in church that get angry when you preach the word. Your favorite TV pastor, other than me, they ain't preaching Romans 1. Or Genesis 19, you ain't going to never hear that text. The, the fact of the matter is, in chapter 14, God, God uh, allowed Abraham to know he's El Elyon. In chapter 15 was the precious covenant that God gave Abraham, put him to sleep, he killed animals. And he made a promise to himself. When God puts us to sleep, he's talking to himself. He made promises to Abraham. Chapter 16, Abraham's faith failed. He listened to Sarai, went into a 19-year-old Egyptian maid, and had a baby. And the baby became the father of all the Muslims. 
14 years older than Isaac. And God said, oh, you still going to have a child. And he's still the, the child of promise. God's promises don't stop because we become polluted. I'm preaching up in this place now. And Sarah made the request because she was insecure because she was barren. She couldn't have children. Abraham, yes, baby. Go into my 19-year-old handmaid. She's an Egyptian. Have sex and let her get pregnant and give you the child you're longing for. My God. Hmm. Said the God ain't never asked me to. <laughs> I probably would have said no. I'm, I'm walking with God. <laughs> I told you we talked about getting the maid. We had three kids in school. I was in graduate school. She was working. She said, "I may need a maid." I said, "All right, I'll pick her." She said, "No, you won't." I was gonna bring somebody in nineteen or twenty. Full, full head of hair, nice teeth, good looking. She said, I'm going to get somebody 86 with no teeth. <laughs> My God today. Chapter 17, God promised Abraham the promises of Jacob. When you hear the word Jacob, that's the God of promises. Jacob was a rascal, but when he became Israel, God made covenantal promises with Jacob. Are you, are you with me? All through the scenario, I'm alien. There's no problems too big for me. There's no situations too great for me. I'm El Elyon, most high. I rule over the decisions of others. God can make it happen, can't he? And that's why on your job, you may have a job you don't like, just keep praying. God will allow a new pharaoh to come in. Isn't that right? God will open doors, won't he? God will close doors no man can open. Isn't that right? Here's what I want you to understand. How many of your problems are you? Instead of criticizing, learn to compliment. Learn to be humble and submissive. And not always fussing and fighting and second-guessing. That ain't from God. Departure. Dependence. We have to depend on Almighty God for everything. And dependence is a tough lesson because in order to depend on God, you got to depart from yourself. God will put you in some problematic places with some famines with things you can't control 
in order to help you depend on him. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. Do I have a witness? Dependence 101 is tough. Lord, I'm depending on you with my future. I'm depending on you, Lord God, with my family. I'm depending on you with my faith and my focus. I am depending on you to work it out. Do I have a witness? You are right now where God wants you to be. Why? Because everything has been predetermined. All destinies have been predetermined. All delays are predetermined. All difficulties are predetermined. God predetermines things to help us grow. And the grass is not green on the other side. It's brown with a green light. When the bug burn out, you're going to see the truth. Lord, have mercy. Departure, dependence, and then finally, Abraham experienced deliverance. Chapters 22 to 25. Oh, God. God comes to Abraham. First of all, God waits until Ishmael and his mother was thrown out of the house by Sarai. God waits Isaac was 14 years younger than Ishmael. God, God waits for Isaac to grow up probably to the age of 30. And now Abraham's heart is with his promised seed, Isaac. Sometimes to test us, God will get us right to the place where we feel this is it. And then ask you to sacrifice it. Lord have mercy. He comes to Abraham early in the morning. Now, now, now let me stop pausing part because I don't want to give Abraham no credit. Just like I don't want to give you and I credit. All along by Abraham knowing El Shaddai, knowing El Elyon, knowing the covenantal God, Yahweh, his faith is growing. Are y'all are getting this? God is not going to test us above what we're able to stand. But with the temptation, make a way of escape. He comes to Abraham in chapter 22. He said, Abraham. Abraham said, yes, Lord. It was early in the morning. Get up. Take your son, your only son, and sacrifice him as a burnt offering. And I don't hear no resistance from Abraham. I do know, biblically, Sister Arnold, that Abraham had a mind of resurrection. When I'm out of options, God will work it out. He got up early. He went, got Isaac. Isaac was a young man. Isaac could have refused. Isaac is representative of Jesus. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So Isaac said, Father, the wood is here, the knife is here, the fire is here, but where is 
the sacrifice. I don't see it. And Abraham said, God will provide himself as a sacrifice. Not El Shaddai. Not El Elyon. But here's a new name. Jehovah Jireh. <laughs> Can I get a witness? I don't know how many times I was out of things. And God still bought things. I was out of strength, but God bought strength. I was out of options, but God bought options. I was out of being strong in mind, but God gave me a new mind. I wanted to throw the towel in. I wanted to die, but God wouldn't let me die. God proved to me that his promises are greater than me. Can I get a witness? So he took Isaac and tied him up, and he took the knife and pulled the knife back. You know the story. And when he was coming down with the knife, I guess Abraham was saying, well, I don't know what God's going to do, but I know he is El Shaddai. I know he is El Elyon. I know he is the covenantal God of Jacob. I know he is, yeah, Jehovah Jireh. And as he was bringing the knife down, an angel showed up. That angel was Jesus, the pre-incarnate Christ. He said, do the lad no harm. Now listen what God said. Now I know. Can I get a witness? Now I know. Now I know when things get bad, you're going to look to me. Now I know that you have faith greater than a mustard seed. Now I know your focal point is Christ. Now I know your hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Now I know. And when Abraham looked up, there was a ram caught in the thicket. Now, 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 I got, I got to get out of here. The phrase caught in the thicket, the ram didn't willingly give himself. God allowed the ram to be caught so that God could let Abraham, let Isaac go. Do I have a witness? See, the ram was God's scapegoat. Jesus is God's scapegoat. The only reason you go on the glory is because you had a scapegoat. The only reason you clothed in your right mind is because you had a scapegoat. The only reason you and I are still alive because we had a scapegoat. The only reason we have favors because we had a scapegoat. Do I have a witness? God praised Abraham for being the God of the resurrection, for being the God who restores after the locusts have eaten, to being the God who will show up when all hell is breaking out. Won't he show up? 
Won't he show up? He'll show up when we want to die. He'll show up when we want to commit suicide. He'll show up when our griefs are greater than our strengths. God will show up. Won't he show up? Everything has been predetermined. God has prefixed your future, your faith, and your focus. It's all by his favor. Because you accept Jesus, God has made everything all right. And when your loved ones die before you, they've graduated to glory. You're going to see them again. Can I get a witness? They have graduated to glory. Not only did God prefix your direction, but he's prefixed your duration. He knows the exact date you're leaving here. So work while it is day. Because nighttime is coming when no man can work. And everything I've done in the name of Jesus that glorified him, he will give me a crown of Stephanos when I get to heaven. He's going to put a crown on my head and say, you've been faithful over a few things. But I'm going to make you ruler over many things. You submitted. You sacrificed. You suffered. Here's your crown. Then Jesus will step back. And the whole church will take the crowns off their head. And lay them at his feet. Because we're going to realize if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side where would we be he's my strength he's my greatness he's my glory he's my guidance say yeah say yeah say yeah he's one praise I remember my Sunday school teacher when I was 8 and 9 years old Miss Cook she's been with the Lord for years but I remember her diligence of teaching that Sunday school play <sighs> I remember all my profs in Philadelphia College of Bible especially Dr. McGee dogmatic, loved him. Said he was on 69th Street, just walking up and down the street while shoppers were walking up and down 69th Street. And there was a meter maid, a black woman. She was putting tickets on cars. And he walked up to the meter maid and said, why are you giving them a ticket? She said, they broke the law. And he said, you've broken God's law. And he turned it into a witnessing. And the woman received Christ. 
that wisdom. In the Lord God, he has not dealt with us according to our iniquities. Raise your children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Live righteous lives. Love and forgive. Stop holding grudges. Stop being mean-spirited. Stop complaining. Stop fighting. Be still and know that I'm God. Departure, dependence, deliverance. Let's stay on our feet this morning. As every head is bowed, your eyes closed. If you're here this morning, you need to be saved. You don't know Jesus is your Savior. You, you're not sure if you say, raise your hand. Be honest with God. Just raise your hand. Just put it up there. If you want to join the church in your Christian experience, just raise your hand. Is there one? We'd love to have you. Is there one? Praise the Lord. Father, thank you. Did you know you can give using your smartphone? The method is great. simple, safe, and... But had to depart, depend, and was delivered matriculate this through our lives. Help us not to tell God what we want. Help us to trust God for what he wants. And we thank you and praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. We love you. You are dismissed. Study your package. God bless you. Did you know you can give using your smartphone? The method is simple, safe, and speedy. To give using this method, search for the SMBC app in your iOS or Google Play Store and download. Then launch the app and click on the Give button. Or feel free to give through our website. Go to www.stmatthewssbc.org, click Donation, and fill out the St. Matthew Secure Contribution and Payment Form. 